Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Then now, Trey Biddy is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer, and Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealer. Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today. Now, here's Trey Biddy. Here's Trey. Trey, good afternoon. Hey, guys. I checked the transfer portal. Once again, boring day. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a no news is good news type of thing either. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, we want to see some flux in the roster, right? When um, are these guys going to start yeah, leaving? Still at AG. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a cutthroat deal now. I know. <laughs> you got all these guys. Yeah. Hey, you got two from Tennessee visiting. You've had two from Georgia visiting. You've had all these other guys. They're going to make room for them, I'm sure, don't you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, they they're going to have more than four spots available. They may. Yeah. I've got him at 81 right now, and I guess we'll see what happens with Jashad Stewart after his incident. Yeah. Um, that's unfortunate. Wow. Yes. Mm. Uh, but. That's no, not unfortunate. It's stupid. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. all of that. <laughs> it's unfortunate that it. It's unfortunate to the Razorbacks that it happened. It was stupid on yeah. his part. So. Yeah. I guess we should also say allegedly. Um, well, it was allegedly been, stupid. Allegedly stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you hate to see that. Uh, yes, you do. Absolutely. But could be down to 80. Uh, you know, Jashad had a uh, super senior year available to him uh, to come back in 2024. So, yeah, we'll see how that unfolds, but not looking good. Uh, but that would bring them down to 80 scholarship players. Uh, obviously, the max is 85, and um, they're still going to bring in more than that. I mean, I would expect them to bring in at least three more offensive linemen, maybe four, you know. So, uh, and we know that they're – Interested in linebackers, obviously. Interested in defensive backs, and uh, you know, so there's there's a lot. I, I mean, I kind of expect them just to hit every area. Uh, running back, also. I don't know where they're going exactly, but running back right now. But you never know how things will shake out. There's still players that are entering the transfer portal. There's another transfer portal window in the spring. I don't trust that spring transfer portal window because when we got there last year, I was thinking. Well, they need to hit safety. They need to hit, you know, hit the secondary for sure. And there just wasn't a lot of good safeties left uh, at that point. Uh, I believe they did get uh, uh, Keon Stewart at that time, but there just wasn't as a defensive back. But there just wasn't a whole lot of a whole lot of D backs left there. They got AJ Brathwaite late. He didn't stick around, obviously. Um, you know, so a few reaches here and there. I know they wanted to get some more offensive linemen, and uh, really Amari Wiggins, I think, was the only guy that they got late, and he was a junior college player. So I don't trust the spring window. I'd like to see them get most of their work done. Obviously, there'll be more attrition after the spring when players don't like their situation, maybe don't love their position coach and things like that. So, uh, you know, you'll have to address that then. But to me, I'd like to feel good about where my roster is, um, you know, by the time school starts in January. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and the portal closes on the second, right? January second. It does, but you can so come out of the portal time. anytime. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can just go in it on the second. Right. Which is down from forty-five right, days exactly. last year. Right. Forty-five yeah. days. Thirty days is too many. Right. But what I don't I'm know saying that we is need... that, that still yeah. gives them another couple of weeks before school starts for yes for the later ones to sign. Or yes. to go somewhere, yeah. Yeah, and I haven't looked at the first day of school, but it's usually January 17th-ish. I think that's right. Trey, something we have failed to talk about. We had Coach Z on 
We talked basketball. Love Coach Z. But the, uh, yeah, but the SEC schedule was released last night about 6 o'clock. If you had a chance, I'm sure you have by now, but if you had a chance to really look at the scheduling, and what are your thoughts? Yeah. No, I hadn't looked at it. Who are they playing? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes. Hey, listen, well, on the schedule show, did you, would you watch any of it? Yeah, I they, did. Okay. They brought in, they brought on um, Missouri's coach. And Drinkwitz, yeah. He was actually he was at a, at a house. home visit. Yeah. And that he didn't know it. Supposedly, he didn't know his schedule. That's what they. That's what he said anyway. They read it to him, and he recited it right back to him. Pretty amazing, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah. I wonder if he was looking at it on his phone. Don't you wonder? He also told <laughs> him he had a photographic memory. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And yeah, then, I, I, I'm not. I'm not hating on Eli Drinkwitz anymore. I mean, the guy shut yeah, me up. He's done a great job. Trump. Yeah. He shut yes. me up. So, but did you hear? Uh, even what? though their schedule is incredibly easy last year for an SEC team, and this year, I mean, it's tougher in twenty-four. Their schedule, to, yeah, Missouri. They got to go to Alabama. I know that one. Well, look how it starts, though. I mean, I, so I, oh, you know what yeah, else I watched last night? Yeah, your first. I watched uh, yes. the SEC storied uh, true character about the ninety-eight Arkansas team. And what stood out to me about that was, like, Arkansas's first four games were in Arkansas, in Fayetteville War Memorial. Yeah. And that, to me, is just such a recipe to yeah. get the momentum going. Because yeah. once, once Arkansas, you know, won a few games, started feeling good, that Alabama game obviously was huge. But once they got that momentum going, it's hard to stop. You know, when yeah. you believe and you, there's buy-in. And Missouri, I think, had that last year. And right. I look at their – I mean, they're 4-0 out of the gate. No question. Should, They're next year, oh, should be, yeah. Right. Murray, this this is their home game starting out. They're, first they play Murray State, then Buffalo, then Boston College, then Vanderbilt. Yeah, That's their first four games all at home. Yeah, that's right. And then they get a bye week ahead of the Texas A&M game. So, and then after that they play UMass hmm. at UMass, which is odd. They're 5-1 and one at worst, you know? You're right. Oh, you're right. That's right. I mean, that to me is – I mean, I don't know that Arkansas' schedule is Georgia or what Florida has, but, I mean, it's it's not as easy. I don't I don't love the idea of, you know, your first game in Fayetteville being week three. I, I don't love the – I didn't like it last year with the first game being in Little Rock. And, you know, Little Rock – I have incredibly fond memories of Little Rock. I'm from that area. I grew up in North Little Rock and Sheridan. Uh, so my my I went to several Little Rock games before I even went to a game in Fayetteville, and but it doesn't have the same mystique and rowdiness to me that it has in the past. And maybe you could say that's the opponents that they they're forced to play there and stuff. And there's certainly some credence to that. But to me, I just think it takes a little bit of the wind out of the sails of the season starting, not being able to play a game, you know, in your 76,000 seat home stadium on campus Um, i'm not saying don't play little rock games i'm just saying that's not how i would like to open the season up if it's me and then you go oklahoma state and then you know you've got um uab in fayetteville what is that the fifth no let's see they start 14th that's the 14th 14th of september right yeah the 14th yeah so you got those are your first three games and then you know then you're for their home yeah, well, then you're at Auburn, and then it's versus Texas A&M. Right. Um, it's not Groundhog Day, but it is the last time, thankfully, that they play Texas A&M. And Arkansas is not the home team in that, so that's good. They're not the home team. The next game in 2025 will be in Fayetteville. But, you know, you get one game in Fayetteville, you know, those first, what is that, one, two, three, five four, weeks. five, first five weeks of the season. Yeah. 
Well, you know, Georgia so, only plays once at home in the first five weeks, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, And, you know, then you get Tennessee before a bye week. So, to me, when you look at it and you kind of segment the schedule, you know, probably into three parts, you know, those first six games, to me, to avoid a lot of grumbling, Arkansas needs to be four and two. You know, three and three I don't think is going to be like – uh, you know, the end of the world, but it, there will be a lot, definitely a lot more grumbling, uh, you know, and, and that's based off coming off a four and eight season, you know. So to me, you probably need to get, you know, two out of the four between Oklahoma State, Auburn, Texas A&M, and Tennessee. Wouldn't you guys agree with that? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Considering yes. where they've been at this point. So then yes. you get a bye week, you get LSU and Fayetteville, you're at Mississippi State, and then you're Ole Miss in Fayetteville. And Arkansas has beaten Ole Miss the last couple of years. Mississippi State will be rebuilding they uh, for the second time in a row, I guess. Um, you know, I, 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 I guess we all expected them to have change. I, I didn't think it would be here. But, I mean, the only reason that guy was hired was to – Arnett was hired was to keep things going that Mike Leach had instilled and he decided yeah. to change everything. And they, <laughs> they yeah. weren't very good. So, um, I, I guess it made sense to move on there. But, you know, out of those next three games, um, to me, like, I guess it depends. If you if you can start four and two, which is asking a lot, you're going to have to have some luck to get there. You know, if you can go two and one there, you know, uh, which I don't think is too much to ask for year five, right? Um, you know, you got two of those games at home and your easier opponent, you know, on the road. LSU is going to be without their Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, Tennessee, I believe, will have a new quarterback also. Yes. Uh, and Mississippi State's, you know, with a first-year coach rebuilding. And I don't ever judge first-year coaches because it's a lot instilling your identity onto the program and stuff. So it's I don't ever judge a guy really on his first year if it's good or bad. So, you know, you come out of there, say you're two and one. So what have I got them at? Six and three. And this is the best case scenario in my point, in my view. Like this is not, not a miracle season. This is like playing really solid football, having some momentum. Uh, then you get the bye week before Texas, Louisiana Tech, and Missouri. You need to stop this against Missouri. I mean, eight yeah. out of the last nine. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, turn you the tape to. on. Turn the tape on. Texas and Fayetteville. It's going to be very hard. Arkansas has won the last two. Against Texas, is it two or three? Yeah. Last last couple, I believe, two. and handily. Yeah. But this yeah. is a different Texas team. Obviously, they're in yeah. the college football playoff right now for a reason. Uh, yeah. You got Louisiana Tech, which is three and nine this year. Um, to me, you go that final stretch. You go two and one. You beat Louisiana Tech in either Texas or Missouri. You know, and you're. What does that put them at? Seven. Eight and four isn't something that people should be doing backflips out. Oh, about. next year they should, after four and eight? Well, yeah. considering the whole scope of things, I'm, I'm saying eight and four is not a fireable offense. It's something that you can be satisfied with. You can I'll, be happy I'll say with. this, Trey. If eight and four becomes a fireable offense, it's not. coaches will not last long. It's because not a fireable it, offense. Because in this new concept, with the new league bringing in Texas and Oklahoma, they're not going to win more than eight a whole lot, I don't think. Maybe once or twice. Well, it's going to be tough. They've got to adjust because I don't think it's fair to Razorback fans to consider, you know, just eight wins a ceiling type of year. But I don't, and, and that's what I said. Eight, eight, eight wins is not a fireable offense. It's no, a good be. season by, our, by if you look at the history of Arkansas. That's right. If you go six and six and limp into a bowl game, I don't know if that's enough. 
Yeah, I can't argue that because he's in the fifth year. So because he's in that. the fifth year, and they went six and six the year before last and limped into a bowl game. Last year would be, you know, this past season would be four and eight, and then you go six and six again. I just don't know if that's going to excite a lot of fans. Mm, now, no. I do think that they can get there. They have to make some adjustments here and there. The schedule isn't that bad. I like the double bye. Uh, I think it falls pretty good on Arkansas' schedule, not too deep into the schedule for the first one, then three games, boom, 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 then a bye, and then your final stretch. So it doesn't shape up horribly, uh, in my opinion. I would like to see a little bit, you know, a little bit more home flavor to the first few games of the season just to generate that momentum. But that Oklahoma State game in week two is going to be big for them from a, from yep, a momentum-building yep, standpoint. Right. Yeah, I agree. Just like BYU could have been this past year. Um, now, there's a negative. I could go through the negative side. Like, I, I went through, like, best case. <laughs> I could go through worst case scenario, and it's, you know, uh, you know, it probably ends in, like, a mid-season change in leadership. You're talking, like, three and nine. The I hope it doesn't get to that because yeah. I do like the higher with Bobby Petrino coming back. I like the storyline. I like Sam Pittman. You know, I've always liked Sam Pittman. I, I have a job to do, and I have to – be critical at times but um i would be lying if i said i wasn't rooting the guy on i mean how can you not root on sam Pittman? Sure. so and if it works out if it doesn't work out then it doesn't but um you know that's not because i have anything but you know i like the guy but i'm going to do my job all right trade this by our southern structural solutions buzz text line i don't know if you want to try to comment on this or not but uh, from the 870, just tuned in. What did Stewart do? Uh, he was arrested for char- on charges of uh, burglary and cr- first-degree criminal mischief. Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All with his And girlfriend. that would have been yesterday, and I guess it just came out today. Yeah. Involved his girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk with uh, Mr. E. Mr. E., good afternoon. you have a question or comment for Trey? Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Uh, I got a, a statement about the basketball team. Okay. They got too many apples. They, they ain't played defense from high school to college. Hmm. And um, I, I, I would like to see him, Coach Muster, Bring in some bigger bodies on that on, under that goal. Yeah, but watching the them play there, Oklahoma, they definitely <laughs> – it made you think, man, wish I had a guy that, you know, built like a 6'10 linebacker. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, around uh, a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to say when Arkansas – when Nolan was there, when Arkansas played Nevada, then uh, Larry Johnson tell him after the game, go get some in. <laughs> yes, he did. Well, we need some men, and they out there. Yeah, you need some shooters, but you don't need that many on, on one team because they ain't played no high school, uh, college defense. Defense win ball game, and uh, that's what I want to say, gentlemen. Thank I'm you, Mr. E. I'm surprised yeah, I'm they're not shooting you better too, from both the free throw line and from three point range. I mean. There's a lot of, like, 35% career three-point shooters who are veterans on this team. And they're all – I mean, they recruited – every time they brought in a guy, go look at their, you know, shooting percentages, three-point and 
uh, free throw shooting and they should be a better free throw shooting team than they are also i think we're going to see a good bit of shake up against lipscomb i really do and i also think that uh muscleman's going to get it figured out there was a time last year where i wrote them off Hmm. and i think a lot of people did like this isn't a tournament team and surely enough they started figuring out what was working for them and getting things right getting their rotation right and you know they didn't it took them a lot longer i think maybe because there was such a freshman influence on that team but and injuries and injuries were a huge huge part of it i mean having the whole thing built around two players that both got hurt that was uh, that was really tough for them uh, especially with brazil but I think they're going to get it figured out, and that's just based on seeing what Musselman has done in the past. He's always gotten it figured out, and I just look for him to do it again. I'm not a basketball savant. I don't, <laughs> I don't know the you know all the ins and outs of basketball. I watch every game I can, and um, and love the sport. And what I know from it is, Musselman gets the job done, and he'll get it figured out eventually. And hopefully, hopefully a little bit earlier this year, and uh, they can make some do some damage in the SEC. I still think that's out there. Let's talk with uh, Sean. Sean, good afternoon. you have a question or comment for Trey? Yes, I have a, a question for Trey. Yes. Trey, um, on the basketball team, when you have so many transfers in or NIL players or portal transfers, whatever you want to call it, they show no loyalty to their own team, and we got seniors this time, so they already setting their ways. And I just feel like they play exactly like they came, selfish. And Maybe, I'm but this is how Mus has built the last few teams. Thank you, Sean. You know, I mean, they, all these teams have been built with transfers. Have they not? Pretty much. Yeah. Except for his yes. first. Pretty and much. Was, there was a lot of transfers on that team. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he was called the importer before he ever before he ever uh, got at Arkansas, and it was for the transfer work that he did at Nevada where he was very successful also. He's got it down. If this was if this was if this was independent of itself, and this is we don't know anything about Musselman and this is how the season's starting, then I think, yeah, okay. Maybe maybe some panicking <laughs> is warranted, but the fact that we've seen it before and Musselman's gotten it straight every single time, um, you know, I mean, last season was a disappointment in the way the regular season went, obviously, but it sure was fun beating Kansas uh, to go to the Sweet Sixteen. Absolutely, and they lost to Connecticut, and Connecticut won the national championship. Yep. Yeah. They've lost to some national champions. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> they have lost some national championship teams uh, in the tournament a lot lately. Sam, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Trey? Hey, Trey. I was just wondering if the Arkansas Razorbacks are going to win national championship this year. In track? <laughs> I don't know. He didn't like, I, I, never mind. Baseball, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see this from our, the Gangster Museum of America live fan feedback. Boss Hog says Arkansas has a higher winning percentage in Little Rock than they do in Fayetteville. You're talking about history. You're talking about all of history. Yeah. Back then when they used to play more games in Little Rock. Yeah. Are you talking about, um, 
You talking about? Uh, well, football. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's 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 a different era now, though. I yeah, mean, of course, it just is. Yeah, they don't they hardly different play opponents, so forth and so on, than what you used to see as well. Marianne, sounds like Trey needs to be complaining about Hunter Yurchek not doing a good job with our non-conference home schedule. Not the SEC's fault that we keep doing dumb stuff to ourselves. I don't think I was complaining too much, was I? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't like the I don't like opening in Little Rock. I just I think it takes a little bit of the uh, the juice out of it. Personally, I thought it did last year. That same thing not with that, I mean, without saying stop playing in Little Rock. Don't get mad at me. No, no, no. I mean, I think it would be different, Trey. If the second game, rather than in Stillwater, yeah. you were playing in Fayetteville, it'd feel differently. Yeah, they were flipped if you opened with UAB in Fayetteville. Right. Yeah, yeah. I agree. All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. That is Trey Biddy yep. of HogSports.com being brought to you by Chris Crane, Hyundai, and Genesis of Conway.